Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Welcome to the Iron Brew Podcast. Brad Mel, Matt Blanchard, and Matt Ellis. Uh, now, obviously, it's the first competitive game for Scunthorpe United uh, this season with the Cup game against Port Vale. And we're going to go into detail of that pretty soon. Um, we actually did do an episode last week. We recorded it last week. And then as soon as we finished it and edited it, it was already out of date because there was the uh, injury to Olamola. We had a, a couple of signings. And it just meant that a lot of our discussion was already outdated. So we decided not to put that out. That's why we put out our stats episode. So if you've listened to that, hopefully you enjoyed that. And you've heard Andy. He does you know, one of these every month on Patreon. So if you like what you hear, you can hear them uh, if you subscribe. He does, he does a great job. He, he sends us a document every month. It's, it's brilliant. Obviously, about a different topic. Just staying on Patreon, some things from that episode, like the announcement of Mark Lillis and the departure of Kevin Pressman. Uh, what we're going to do is we're just going to take those extracts and put them up as little shorts. They're literally like two or three minutes uh, just on Patreon. So if you want to hear our thoughts on there, that's where you can find them. Um, but let's, let's actually just go pretty much straight into the game. Uh, one thing before then, though, obviously there was a big news story that... Uh, one of the players tested positive for COVID. Um, let's let's sort of look at this from a couple of angles. I think the the most important thing, obviously, is that you know we wish that player well. We hope for a speedy recovery and hopefully he'll get back to the team as soon as possible. And then I think for me the interesting thing about this story was you know there's been so much focus on getting fans back into the ground. You know when can we get them in, in stadiums and in sport in general? And I think in some ways we're taking for granted that that there will be just a game to watch. I think we're not sort of thinking about the footballing side of this Uh, and the situation like this where one of our players does test positive and then the further one has to isolate. uh, It just sort of brings home, this could happen at any point throughout the season, you know, not just from us. It could be an away team that, you know, ring up and basically say, you know, a couple of our players have tested positive and we can't do the game. So I think it's going to be a a very odd season. So, yeah. uh, So, Matt, your thoughts on the, the COVID situation? Yeah, it's obviously um, echo what you said there. Um, our best wishes to the player concerned. I think it's yeah, it's going to be really interesting this season. Um, you can see things you know, flaring up. Um, obviously, as we go through the winter as well. Um, so yeah, I mean, there may be other games that, that are affected by this. Um, hopefully, this is just an isolated incident at the club, and obviously. No, no other player is going to test positive because I guess there'll be more rounds of testing as we kind of go through into the next week now. Um, so yeah, hopefully it's obviously um, it's just it's been it's been kept down to just the one player. Obviously, very unfortunate for that player, but yeah, it's um, it's just one of these one of these things that I think we're just going to have to live with, and uh, it's just going to be uh, the new normal, if you like. And I think you're right. Obviously, everyone wants to get back into the stadiums and. Uh, I think everyone's kind of maybe relaxed a little bit compared to how we were maybe a couple of months ago. I think everyone's feeling a little bit more relaxed about it. Obviously, pubs are open and things like that. And I think you do forget that just one one uh, one player, you know, could could pick it up and then pass it on to to a number. So um, yeah, it's, it's something that needs to be monitored. Um, I think the club are doing a really good job anyway, by the sounds of things. Um, with with all the protocols and following all the protocols, and I think it's it's just unfortunate. And I think the other thing is as well, it obviously has a knock on effect to um, players who may have been in in close contact. So obviously, John McAtee um, was, and he's had to sit sit the game out. And I think obviously he, now he has to do the the period of isolation, and then when he gets back, he has to train on his own for a few days. So it's yeah, it's um, it's unfortunate. Obviously, he's he's a player that would have probably started yesterday and it just it makes it difficult doesn't it so um yeah fingers crossed obviously the player recovers um, very quickly and uh, it's, it's kind of isolated just to him it'd be in- interesting to see um how how that affects McAtee's fitness as you said it 
he'll have to when he comes back from his, his period of isolation he'll have to uh, have to train on his own but you know surely there'll be kind of some provision for him to I don't know, to kind of at least maintain his fitness while he's isolating I know that's probably a bit difficult but I can't imagine he's just going to be sat in his house you know, on his ass doing absolutely nothing. He, you know, does that mean he's, he's going to be able to sort of like run at a local field or run around the block or something like that to keep his his, his fitness where it is? I don't really know. Um, you know, as, <clears throat> as we understand it, isolation would mean that, you know, you can't leave your house, whether that'll be the case. We'll have to see. Um, and also, just on COVID in general, I think you're right. This is, is this is something we're going to have to contend with all, all you know, the whole season, really. Yeah, you know, you might have a couple of weeks where it's, it's completely normal, um, and then you know, as you said, Matt, it just takes one player um, to test positive to to have come into contact with somebody somewhere, um, you know, where, wherever that might be, um, because obviously the, the virus can can live for seventy two hours on, on different surfaces, can it? So it could just be unlucky that the, you know they might have gone into a coffee shop or something like that, and they've just caught it like that, um, and then obviously that can then if it's not picked up early enough. It can then transmit to to other members of the team, and it can can wipe part of the squad out. So obviously, let's hope that doesn't happen. But we'll, we'll see. You know, we've, we've not really seen any kind of significant outbreaks in in any team, um, you know, in England at the minute. So it, at the minute, they seem to be keeping it kind of you know pretty steady. Um, but at the same time, I think just today, um, the UK reported you know nearly three thousand new cases. In, in the past twenty four hours for COVID, which is obviously a significant rise, and I think it's the biggest rise since May. So. <clears throat> It is going to be a bit of a roller coaster season because of COVID, um, and you know, it wouldn't surprise me if before Christmas there's something happens in terms of you know a partial lockdown or something like that. It might not you know affect us, but if if it affects the team that's in in that area that's been locked down, then you know you can see kind of you know a bit of fixed congestion or it really depends how it pans out. Nobody really knows, do they? Really, but you know, at the minute we're kind of. We seem to be moving in the right direction. Obviously, games are now happening, and 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 there's no real kind of outbreaks of COVID now. A lot more people are kind of, you know, obviously teams are are playing. They're coming in, into contact with each other, referees, officials, physios, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So at the minute, it seems to be all right. But I think it it'll probably be kind of crucial after that kind of two week period after the start of the season to see, you know, what the landscape looks like, like. Um, whether or not there's been some kind of outbreak somewhere or how it's affected clubs and things like that. So, you know, you can probably gauge how the kind of initial part of the season is going to go after the first two weeks and then we'll know if, you know, the procedures that have been taken in place are enough to kind of stop it coming anywhere near live sport, really. So, you know, we just have to see how it goes. And then just reiterating what we said at the start, we wish that player all the best and hopefully back to the team as soon as possible. So let's let's move forward to the game then. And because of that and because of the numerous injuries that we have at the club at the minute, obviously Kevin Von Vane, uh, Ola Mola as well, uh, which led to a couple of signings of some forwards. It was a case of, for the first competitive pitch for Neil Cox, it was really... I guess the fittest 11 rather than his best 11. We talked about in our stats episode, if you heard that, that Port Vale might be an excuse to sort of see as close to the first 11 as we can get. But that, that is, I think, the point to bring home, isn't it? This probably wasn't his first 11. Yeah, I think you're right with that. Obviously, um, up front, it wasn't ideal with, with Kolkov playing off uh, Loft. Um, I don't think he looked particularly comfortable in that role. Uh, which is, you know, it, it's not his fault. Um, he's a winger and he likes to be out wide and, um, you know, I, I don't think that role suits him particularly well. Um, so that kind of, I, I suppose the McAtee being out, that maybe threw a bit of a spanner in the works and it sounds like we had to adjust pretty quickly uh, ahead of the game, obviously, when that news came through that he would be unavailable. So, um, yeah, I think it was a case of kind of making the best of what we've got at the moment Um you look at the bench and, and there wasn't that many options on there. You know, potentially you could have had Dales up there. Um, but again, uh, I think it was just a toss up between um, Issa and Colclough and he obviously opted for Colclough. So, uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think it was just a case of getting the fittest players on the pitch. Um, obviously, there's another injury in there to uh, Jairo. Um, he was probably going to be pushing for a, for a starting place as well. So, um, yeah, they seem to be mounting up, don't they? Obviously, you mentioned Kev and, and Olamola, um, and then obviously Onorise and, and, and Harrison McGuire still out as well. So, um, it's yeah, it's, it's just a case of trying to get 11 fit players on the pitch at the moment, I think. And um, having said that, 
I thought overall um, there were there were a few reasons to be fairly optimistic, given that wasn't our best eleven. Yeah, I think you're right, actually. And there's one or two things that I want to bring out in relation to that. But just in general, before we go into the specifics, what did you make of the first half? I think personally, it was a stronger performance in the first half than the second. I think it was. Yeah, I think um, we did fairly well. We, we were quite bright. I think we were um, comfortable on the ball. Obviously, the two centre halves like to play out from the back. Um, I thought Cordner looked good. I know we're probably going to go into the the new plays in a bit more detail, but I think he looked really comfortable. Um, and yeah, it was it was there wasn't much in in the way of goal attempts and uh, kind of action in and around the penalty area. But I think what we did, we did fairly nicely. Um, tried to get Issa on the ball uh, to, to kind of make things happen. I think he was, again, he was probably our um, biggest threat throughout the afternoon. Um, but yeah, as I said, I think it was a, a fairly uh, promising performance. I think there were, there were some standout players. Um, and you're looking at three uh, in particular that have, that have obviously been signed this summer. Uh, I would say Loft had a good game, Con and... Um, Vincent as well, who I thought was really good in the central midfield. I thought he was always keen to kind of take the ball and and try and do something with it. Uh, but yeah, the only the only kind of criticism, if you like, for me, I just don't think we got enough bodies into the box at times. I think it was there was some nice football being played, uh, keeping the ball really well against a decent Port Vale side. You know, they're, they're quite experienced, and um, I think they they were playing the extra man in the middle. You couldn't really tell. I think the the midfield too did, did fairly well. So. Um, yeah, it was it was okay. Um, I'd like to see you know a bit more um, bit more action in in each penalty box. Well, obviously in their penalty box, but um, yeah, it was it was a, it was an okay performance. I think the thing for me, I think I think you're right. Uh, we. We, I, I think we didn't look like scoring a lot of the time, but actually the movements that we were doing, I think you could really see that we are attempting to play in, I think, in a bit of a different way than we've seen recently. Uh, it, it looked like there was some new ideas uh, at play there. Um, you know, I think some of the movements were quite good. We just didn't, have, you know, we couldn't quite finish them off. And a, a lot of the time that was because, you know, we weren't quite in the right position in the box. Um, I'm not sure we were necessarily playing to certain players' strengths, as you were indicating with Colts, but also also with Loft. And I think, like we mentioned him, let's talk about him actually first. Um, because obviously when he was announced at, you know, two-year deal striker, uh, he was previously Carlisle Spurs and Leicester as well. Um, when you were reading the comments from other clubs and fans of other clubs, it wasn't great reading, was it? But I tell you what, I would be quite close to saying he was probably man of the match for us. I thought he looked he looked a handful for them. He looked strong. He was winning the balls. Uh, I think that my concern was that we don't get trapped into just launching it forward to him because I think well, that will get found out quite quickly uh, as I think Port Vale adapted to that quite well actually. And then I think to see the best of him, we need somebody, somebody who sort of can read the game on the same level. And actually, I, th- I think that player is Kev, but obviously it's a shame he's out for a bit. Yeah, um, Loft looked pretty good, didn't he? I think he's he's, he's clearly got a good work rate and, and he puts him a, a, himself about really well. Um, he took his goal pretty well as well. Um, you know, I, I know what you mean. You saw a lot of neg- negative comments on Twitter after we decided, not from Scunny fans, but from, you know, obviously as your fans or whatever, and came onto the thread Um you know, it's weird though, isn't it? Because we we've had a similar experience to that where we we brought players in and they've been, you know, garbage and they've moved on and they've done really well for themselves. There's so many different variables involved in this. You know, loads of stuff like you know how they got on in a training, how they got on with you know with the manager at the club at the time. You know how they got on with the formation, how they got on with the expectations of the chairman or the board or whatever, anything like that. How they got on with the players. There's so many different variables, and it might just be the case that the players that you know, have come in, will, will you know, they, they might thrive under the environment that they get a scum thought, whether it might have been different to where they were before. So in terms of Loft, you know, if, if we can, as you said, Brad, if we can pl- pair him with somebody who's who's a bit different, who, you know, 
Kev basically and until he gets back and if it has to be somebody similar to that you know obviously it didn't really work with Cole Coffer as we like but if it had been Kev it would have been a bit different because he, he'll do the dirty work won't he he's a big guy he'll put himself about you know he'll be a bit of a foil for a more creative forward and I, you know if he chips in with the goals as he did yesterday um, you know fair play but uh, it was a decent showing for a start and it's been a while since we've had a decent target man really isn't it so you know let's hope he does well but at the same time we don't want to get fallen to the trap whereas you've got loft on the pitch and you don't want to always opt for the direct ball to him because it's too easy you want to try and mix it up a little bit sometimes it is the answer but it isn't always but that's always a risk when you've got an effective target man that you're going to go get you're going to go long a lot and the football kind of suffers you know on the you know what it looks like on the eye as a result but you know from what we saw yesterday it looks positive. He's got to go on a debut for a striker. You, you cannot ask anything more than that. So, you know, fair play to the lad and let's, let's hope he kicks on. Yeah, I think I tweeted last night that we need a, a modern-day Carruthers for our new Torpy. And I think, <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I thought it was a good performance. Um, really impressed me. I think he was good in the air, which obviously you expect with a, with a big guy. Um, the only thing, again, kind of alluded to it earlier, that a lot of his best work was outside the box and, a player like that, you want him in the box, you know, on the end of crosses and things like that. And I think that was maybe my only criticism of him yesterday. But he, he was obviously winning the ball, um, flicking them on, and, and there wasn't quite anyone um, close enough to him. Um, so I think that's what we need to kind of work on in the next few weeks, whether, you know, we do go with, with Cole Clough or Issa up top or we look at one of the new guys that have come in as well. Um, I just think we need to get that balance right because I think you're right. I think you summed it up perfectly, Brad, that, you know, we, we need someone just to kind of anticipate where he's going to knock it down and, and maybe flick it on. And I think then we'll get the best out of him. But um, yeah, it was, it was a great goal. I think it was, that was um, one of the only times he was in the box and uh, obviously watching it on the, on the TV, the ball from Colclough, great ball in. You're thinking, you know, there's nobody there again. And unfortunately he's, he's just off picture and at the back post, but um, yeah, it was it was pleasing for him. It sounds like Cox um, had a big part to play in this signing. He's obviously tracked him for a number of years by the sounds of things as well. Um, and I thought he had, you know, all the all the attributes of a of a good target man. Just on the point with the um, long balls, I think maybe once or twice we did try and f- to kind of just just lump it long, and that's a bit of a shame with with Cardner and uh, Bideau because. Obviously, both can play out from the back really well. And I think you, you'll also see that when a guy gets back, um, he obviously likes to play that way as well. Um, so, yeah, we, we need to obviously not fall into that trap of just kind of trying to hit him every time. Um, but I think he's got enough about him, sort of great, well, what we saw yesterday, I think he great control, um, looked okay with his feet as well. So, um, yeah, fingers crossed we can kind of mix it up a little bit. I think... Sometimes you do need that that long ball in this division, but um, I think yeah, the fans want to see some some decent football as well, and I think we saw that in spells yesterday. So um, yeah, he's, I think he's uh, looking a good signing to be honest. Let's look at some of the other signings. You mentioned the defence there, so let's go back there. We've we mentioned Tyler Corner already a little bit, but he's a season loan like Vincent. He's from Bournemouth, uh, so there's a bit of pedigree with that academy, isn't there? And you know, we, we've said how good Vincent was yesterday. Again, we can come on to him in more detail as well. But another really good signing by the looks of things. Uh, Corner, of course, the season long loan, and you know, like as we've said already, there's Magai, there's Honorise. Obviously, we've got Badeau, as you know. But he slotted in, and I think in in some regards, if they were all fit from the performance yesterday, I think it's his place to lose as well. I thought it was another good performance from him. Yeah, it was. I think obviously, um, as as far as Onorise is concerned, that's that's unfortunate that he needs that um, that he needed that operation. Um, but it does sound like he's back in training, so that's that's quite good. You know, he's, he's only missed a couple of weeks, um, and I suppose I think the club got a bit of criticism for that one. Um, because they were obviously aware that he would need the operation, obviously the hernia. Um, but I think if he was good enough to to sign anyway, and we we'd been tracking him and we thought he was a decent player, then three or four weeks setback isn't isn't um, that big in the grand scheme of things. So I think it's unfortunate for him. Obviously, he's a couple of weeks behind, um, and obviously Magai as well being out, it's given these two the opportunity to show what they can do. Obviously, we saw quite a bit of uh, Bido last year. Um, but yeah, Corden, I thought thought he, he had a really good game, um, good in the air, good obviously with the ball at his feet as well and didn't really get pushed off the ball. I mean, you don't expect him to, he's a big lad, but I thought he used his strength quite well at times. Um, 
again, I mean, we'll come on to the goals, uh, I'm sure, but for both of them, not great defending all round. I think maybe, sure. um, obviously, the full-backs, not, not great. And, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of a, a mix-up in there as well with the, with the centre-backs. So, um, yeah, there's, there's things to work on, but I thought it was a really promising performance. And um, hopefully, with a bit more game time, that, that partnership between, between either those two or whether Maguire slots back in, which I think he probably will. Um, I think we've got the makings, of between those players of uh, a real decent partnership so um yeah looking forward to see how that one progresses really i think one thing to note actually of i think there was the four debuts yesterday it would have been loft uh cordner as well wouldn't it vincent i think spence the other one uh it didn't actually look like any of them were making their debut for the club and i mean that in a compliment you know they sort of were slotted into the team quite nicely it seems like it's you know a decent group obviously an advantage of having no crowd in and uh you know the mics on on the TV. You can often hear quite a lot of the uh, talk between the players and the, you know, the instructions from the managers. It seems like a decent uh, group, which I think is good going into the season. Well, yeah, and I think that every, it's something that everybody will will need to realise is that not only if you've got an entirely new management team, and obviously this is Cox's first gig, isn't it? Really, is is a full a proper you know football league manager so it, these things are going to get they're going to take time there's, there's been a pretty big overhaul in the squad a lot of new players coming in obviously the average age of, of, of the squad as a whole is really really low with obviously Kev being the oldest player at 29 so it, it is going to take a while for you know for systems to work um for players to bed in and things like that it, it's been a pretty big upheaval um but as you said Brad you know the um, the players who, who who had the debuts yesterday. They didn't look like they're having the debuts. Didn't look out of place. You know the system seems to be seems to be working at the moment. Um, so it's, it's in in terms of that, it's a positive sign that the, the team looked like a team um, where we've seen so many times in the past few years it hasn't looked anything like a team. So you know I think that we, we can kind of take heart and it, we can take encouragement from the fact that even though there's, there's been a lot of players coming in um, and there's a new management team and a lot of the players are really young, it, it seems to be moving in the right direction at the minute because you know they, they look like a, a decent unit against Port Vale. Obviously we didn't win, but you know we, we saw promising signs and it's it's nice to see that because you know it's it's been really difficult to predict what this season is going to have in store for us just because of you know everything that's been going on but you know you like to think that once you know once Kev gets back and and, and once they start to kind of really understand what Cox wants them to do you know we could have a decent season and I think that you know that we have to be optimistic after that yesterday even even if we did lose and I think that um you know there's there's some promising signs and and, and let's let's see how we get on against uh, Newport absolutely and I think uh, testament to that was Maybe the stats won't show this. I'm not sure Andy would be able to tell us. Um, I think it was probably fairly even in the first half. However, it felt like I think we were on top of it. Like we said earlier on, we didn't necessarily we weren't peppering the goal. It didn't look like particularly that we were going to score. But I thought we felt quite comfortable. And when they scored, you know, late on in the added time, it was a couple of injuries. One there, one to the linesman actually. Uh, when they scored in that added time it was it seemed against the run of play and it did seem a little bit harsh that Port Vale were going into the break ahead uh, let's just go through that goal uh, specifics obviously it's out on the far side uh, it's, it's down the line that they get the cross in I think you'd want to hopefully stop that cross it's it's sort of headed back again you'd maybe want to win that header and then I think two players go for the ball but neither really clear it and then it's sort of hit in and it's just it's a, as with both goals it's a real unfortunate time to concede it is, yeah, and I think it, as you said, there we should have stopped that cross coming in. Um, I think, but tried. You know, it wasn't his best game. I thought he tried hard, um, but yeah, he was. He's got to learn pretty quickly that we just can't be letting those crosses into the box, and and uh, we should be dealing with that. I think even then, you know, it could have been dealt with better. It's probably it's, it's a decent finish from their bloke, um, but yeah, we should be we should be dealing with that a lot better. And obviously, it's a bit of a sucker punch just before half time. Um, and I think you're right. I think, yes, we had quite a lot of the ball, um, looked quite good without creating too many chances. But I always thought when that goal went in, that might just kill the game a little bit. And um, I couldn't really see us winning it from that point. And I think that's a little bit concerning. Um, I could maybe see us getting the goal, which we obviously did. But yeah, I didn't really see us having a couple of goals in us. Um, and, you know, Cox, before the season started, he was, he was talking about he wants to play 
kind of exciting, attractive football, entertaining football. Um, I thought what we got yesterday was a, a hard working performance, but maybe not particularly that exciting. Um, so I think that's something to work on in the next few weeks. Obviously, when we get a few more players back from injury, it will be easier. Um, but yeah, I think, good back to the goal, I think it was, yeah, just poor all round. And uh, as I say, I think Buckroy needs to, to learn pretty quickly that um, he needs to do better there because I, I just think yesterday he was a bit of a weak link. And that's a shame because I think we've, We've kind of bigged him up on on this podcast for the last couple of years, um, hoping he would get the opportunity. But I think when he does get the opportunity, as as he is, he has now, um, no one else really able to play that left back, and unless obviously um, Bido plays there, um, I just think he's got to kind of grasp the opportunity and, and learn from these mistakes really quickly. Yeah, and I think as you were saying there about you know. It, it did sort of deflate us a little bit. So I think as we came out for the second half, I, maybe it was a combination of we didn't quite get going in the way that we did in the first, but also Port Vale sort of adapting to the game a bit more. It, I think it was more them, wasn't it? They seemed to have control of the game. Whether they had the ball as much, it's, you know, they probably didn't, but I think they controlled it off the ball quite nicely, Port Vale in the second. Yeah, and you kind of expect that with, they're obviously a lot more experienced players out there. Um, being around and done it at this level and and the level above and obviously we've we've got a lot of young lads kind of learning the the trade so you kind of expect that um, the game management things like that from Port Vale was was okay um, and yeah I think we just we just lacked a little bit um, going forward I think we maybe not run out of ideas but. Um, yeah, I think they they realised Easter was obviously the threat, um, and at times you know they were doubling, triple, triple marking him, and it's obviously going to be difficult for him. And I think you'll find you know if he if he does stay beyond the end of the window, that other teams are going to do that as well because they realise you can create things out of nothing. Um, and I think when you're missing sort of McAtee and you're playing Colcroft in that role where he's not able to create as much as he is from the wings. I think then we, we do um, become a little bit, not one dimensional, but I just think, you know, we, we lack that creativity to create a lot of chances. And I think that's what we saw in that second half. I think um, Issa was kind of just, um, they, they, they had him really um, well marked and we just struggled a little bit um, until the goal. And then I think after the goal, we had a decent spell, didn't we? Where, where we probably could have got another one, but um, yeah obviously it wasn't to be. Well, let's mention that goal then because, as you say, it is, it is a moment where Colclough is on the wing and and actually, you know, he, he's worth a mention because obviously there was a time where it looked like he was going to be leaving the club, you know, uh, wasn't in the squad for a long time. It's, it's an opportunity now to stake his claim, you know, actually with or without Issa, if he, if he does go, I think there is an opportunity for him here. Uh, and it's one of these ones that we were talking about in the first half, it's, you know, there are there are examples of sort of team movements that we're trying to do, and this one actually is, you know, it's from Rory Watson, isn't it? He, he starts it off, and we, you know, move it up the left hand side. Obviously, to Colclough, he sort of runs it a bit, crossed in, as we mentioned earlier, didn't seem to be many in the box, but Loft put it in. But I, I think from what I sort of got of from yesterday's game, I think we're trying to do things like that a bit more. I could see that we were trying to do that. You'd, yeah. you'd like to think so, um, you know. The, we've got the players to be kind of delivering that kind of football um, and you know Cox came out didn't he not not long after he, he, he signed he signed as, as the manager saying that he wanted to play attacking football and I think that you know it's, it's, it's going to take some time for him to get um, basically the systems that he wants in, in place and I think it going along with what I said earlier which was you know there wasn't there weren't that many players in the box when we're moving forward and I think that, that that's that's got to be remedied, really. That they need the midfield needs to be closer to the strikers when we're going forward. And if you've got wingers, you know, of, of obvious quality like Kolkov and Issa and Gilead, wherever they're playing, obviously, of course, Kolkov set up the goal for Loft, didn't he? But if you've got those kind of players, then you need to have players in the box, or you're just wasting your time playing a four-four-two or a wide formation, really. So it, it, it's something that I'm sure he'll see, and I'm sure he'll be working on. I think that moving forward, um, what went. You know, we're at home and we, we try to play attacking football. Or whatever, we want more more bodies in the box, and it, it's it's not just about the strikers being there; it's about the midfielders being there as well. So let's let's see how we get on. But the players are there to play that kind of football. It's just getting it right. And actually, going back to uh, what you said a minute ago, Matt. Actually, I know exactly the moment you were thinking about. I think we were unfortunate not to score another one afterwards. It was when the keeper was sort of taking two or three shots at once. One, I don't know how we kept one of them out. 
yeah, it was. Uh, I, I don't think he knew much about it, but it was a great stop from Loft. Um, that would have been great if he could have got that other goal. Um, and I think if he if we'd have scored, then um, we probably would have seen it out. I think Port Vale would have would have maybe. Um, you know, maybe the heads would have dropped and we would have been able to get the win. So that was unfortunate. Um, he did everything right. It was obviously a great strike and a great save in the end. And I think after that, obviously a couple of injuries, um, you know, Vincent, I think he had a bit of cramp. Uh, Loft came off obviously as well. And I just think we lost it a little bit. I think we lost our way. Um, never really kind of created anything after that. Obviously Green came on as well, didn't he? But fairly quiet. So, um, yeah, I just think I think those subs killed us. I think obviously they had to be made. People were maybe struggling with, with fitness, things like that. Um, but yeah, I just think um, there weren't particularly any any options from the bench, and um, yeah, it, it just kind of fizzled out in a in a way after that, um, which is a shame. I think obviously if we'd managed to get that win, it, it would have given them a bit of confidence uh, moving into the the league game. Well, obviously Lincoln on Tuesday, and then and then the league game at the weekend. Uh, but I just hope the kind of the manner of the way we kind of conceded and, and lost the game doesn't have too much of an impact on on the confidence. I think you know you looked at the end. There was a couple of the players that, that looked distraught, really, which which is what you want. Um, you know, the, the few players on on the floor at the end of the game couldn't believe we'd lost in, in that fashion. So you know, I, I think that's good. I think that's promising signs. Um, but yeah, I just hope it, it doesn't affect them moving forward because I think we said it recently, um, I don't know if it was on, on the last one, but um, maybe it was on the, the podcast that didn't go out, but we were basically saying that you know, if, you, if you do get a couple of defeats um, and you're a relatively young side, how is that going to affect you? And um, you know, without much experience in there to um, kind of pull you through those difficult times. Um, but yeah, I think... Hopefully, you're going into Tuesday. It's going to be an interesting kind of lineup um, at Lincoln. I think there'll be there'll be some changes there as well. Um, and I just hope that the the two results, obviously Lincoln on on Tuesday, depending on how that goes, if we don't get a, a positive result there, um, hopefully that doesn't kind of have a big impact for the weekend um, when obviously the league kicks off. We can come on to that last goal in a, in a minute because it is obviously right at the end, and we can sort of discuss discuss that and what sort of went wrong there. But just before then, there is one moment I wanted to bring out, and and I, I made a specific note to bring this up actually because obviously we know he gets a lot of criticism um, here and sort of Twitter and things like that. But I thought generally Rory Watson had a pretty good game, and I thought there was one moment late on that was actually pretty excellent. And this was about eighty six, eighty seven minutes. Uh, he comes out, collects uh, a ball in, which actually in itself was quite a nice take uh, and then normally I know it's different because it's the cup but if it was in the league you'd think 87 minutes one all that's when a keeper's going to the floor and you're going to let players get back into position and use up a bit of time um, what he did he saw that I think it was Vincent uh, it might not have been him but I think it was he was basically our only man uh, in the opposition half he sent it right out and the ball landed perfectly honestly I know distribution's been a thing uh, that ball was perfectly placed and but for a pretty horrendous foul on Vincent which I don't think was given actually I think we might have been in there but I think for me that moment is worth bringing out because it was a great take initially he saw the player up there and he sent it and he got it exactly where it needed to be but also the fact that this is 87 minutes one all and he sent it up long it shows to me what we've been saying the last couple of years. You know, if we were on a draw, we don't want to sit on it, you know, and try and just hold out for a point. You know, it, that gave me a bit of hope that actually we might attack this right to the end. Yeah, I think it was a really encouraging performance. I think, obviously, you won't be happy with that, that last-minute goal. Um, but I think you're right. I think his distribution had improved. I think there, was, there were quite a few balls... Um, he played, which were which were nice, and obviously they didn't end up in the stands, so that was good. Um, and I think, yeah, I think he'll get a lot of confidence from that. Um, and I think we'll probably see an improved Rory Watson for the fact that there's no fans there at the moment, because obviously you know what it's like at, at Glanford Park. If, if any mistakes, the fans are quite quick to kind of jump on the players' backs, and I think that's probably affected him. Um, especially when he's made a mistake, I think. I think, um, yeah, I think we'll probably see that actually help him out that there's no fans there at the moment. But yeah, I think it was, it was encouraging. Um, hopefully he can build on that. 
Mm. I think he'll obviously want be, be wanted to get his first clean sheet of the, the season. I think the sooner we get that, the better. Not just for him, but obviously for the, the young defence as well. Um, but yeah, I think it was it was promising and I just hope he can build on it now and kind of start proving people wrong. Um, I mean, he said that's what he's hoping to do and um, you know, fingers crossed he does because we've kind of stuck by him for, for a couple of seasons now um, and, you know, I think I think it's about time he had a good one. Uh, let's just briefly talk about that last goal then because, again, it's real unfortunate to do that. I was sort of just about getting ready for penalties and then uh, we, <laughs> we go and do this, don't we? Um, but, again, it, like the first one, I think it, it was a case of us just sort of switching off really collectively as a team uh, again it's, it's crossed in which I think is too easy you'd want the fullback out to meet that uh, then I think both Badeau and Corner are actually on the same man uh, they both missed the header that's when it sort of drops roughly near Watson I think from the camera angle we're not entirely sure how close that was <clears> it's, I know a lot of people said it's sort of too close for him to do anything about really uh, which might be the case but then it's it sort of goes across the goal and then uh, for me, one of the most concerning aspects of that bit is this this man was pretty much unmarked at the back post and was just able to slot it in, you know, in the 93rd minute. Yeah, it's a comedy of errors, isn't it, really? I think, you know, the, the cross should have been challenged before it came in, as you said, Brad. And and it, it's, it's just, it's, it's something that's gone wrong. I don't know if it's a lack of communication, but they've, they've kind of gone for the same ball and it's dropped to the back post and, and Watson's kind of... I don't really know. I think it would probably be harsh to blame him for that, but he, he's he's not really doing himself any favors. He's kind of in in, in the middle of nowhere, but it's 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 not not particularly his fault. It's it's just the, the defense as a unit has kind of failed, and I, I suppose you know the the concentration is just lapsed, and it's right at the end of the game, and it's just really unfortunate, isn't it? And and as you said, you you kind of expect us to have got to penalties there, but it, it just didn't happen, and it's it's it's, it's going to happen with a young defense. Um, and a young goalkeeper, and and you can kind of expect it this season. But it's just it's it's still disappointing that we couldn't have maybe you know gone on in, into penalties and maybe won the game. Um, but it, it is what it is, um, and, and I'm sure Cox will be you know pretty annoyed um, by it. But it, it'll 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 have to you know make it clear that football you know you need to be concentrating for ninety minutes you know all the way to the end. And unfortunately, we just couldn't quite make it to the end. I think on Cox, he's sort of echoed what we've been saying as well, isn't it? Generally, it's there's quite a lot to take from it, you know, a lot of positives. But you know, he said that they were two sloppy goals, didn't he? So I guess it's. I think it's it's good that he's sort of saying that to the press as well. You know, it's it's not going to be one that necessarily or it seems from this anyway, he's not just going to be a manager that sort of hides away from any sort of criticism of his team. But, you know, like you say, that young, they are errors. And yeah, it's unfortunate that it just happened right at the end there, wasn't it? If this had happened maybe 70 minutes, you know, again, yeah, it's disappointing to concede in that manner, but it wouldn't be as impactful in, in some ways as it is coming where it did. Yeah, well, I mean, we're almost uh, our own worst enemy, really, because as you said, they can't, that it was just sloppy defending for both of Port Vale's goals. And if, if the concentration was a bit better off, maybe we had more of a lucky bounce in the area for the first goal. You're looking at a clean sheet, aren't you? So it's it it is what it is, and it? it's it's unfortunate that really it's it's kind of us that have helped Port Vale get the two goals, whether you know, as opposed to them, you know, creating something out of a bit of brilliance or a good team move, really. So we've kind of only got ourselves to blame. We we're shooting ourselves in the foot, but um, they'll learn. They'll have to learn if we're going to have a decent season. And, and Cox will know that, as you said. And um, he won't. I can't imagine he's the sort of manager that will hide away from criticizing his players or, or you know when it needs to be said. Just before we move past this game, just overall, let's sort of round this one up. I think, as we've been saying, there's there's quite a lot that to be encouraged by uh, disappointed of course to de- uh, to be defeated in the manner that we were but like I say a lot of encouragement from that performance uh, and individuals certainly you know like some Loft and Vince uh, etc just on the cup again obviously if you listen to our stats episode you know we uh, go out of this cup all the time pretty much in round one um, are you disappointed not to get further or in this particular season does it matter um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it would have been nice to to get that win on the board um, straight away, obviously, before the, the league season starts. Uh, but I don't think it's the end of the world, is it? I think, again, it would have been another midweek game, another um, you know fixture in the, in the pile-up of fixtures that, that we've, we've got. Um, so I don't think it's the end of the world. I think with the, with the EFL trophy, um, 
that's that's another three three games um, that are kind of slotted in as well. And I think if you look at kind of the prize money, um, if the EFL trophy is the same as last season, then it's probably worth maybe looking at that one as as one that we want to kind of progress in rather than the the League Cup. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it would have been nice to get a win on the board. Obviously, that's not happened, and it's, it's not the end of the world, as you say. It's uh, we're used to it, aren't we? Um, not getting very far in this competition. So, um, yeah, I think we just concentrate on the league now and um, just, just see how we get on. Well, like you say, the league is next week, but before then we have got the Lincoln game and the EFL Trophy. Uh, let's just have a just a quick preview of that one. Obviously, we played Lincoln recently in a friendly, lost 4-0. It was a very contrasting performance to the one that we had at Port Vale. Uh, very disappointing, that one, actually. Uh, how do you think we're going to go about this one? You said earlier, Matt, you're expecting to see some changes for that one. Yeah, I think there's definitely going to be some changes. It sounds like um, Harrison Maguire is close to you know, getting at least uh, maybe a half under his belt, which is great, really promising. Uh, I think the sooner he's back, the better, really. So he's the one with a little bit more experience. He's obviously played played quite a lot of games, especially you know for his age, he, he has played quite a lot of games. So... Um, yeah, he's he's one we need to get back as soon as possible. And then I think it's an opportunity to maybe look at a couple more of the forwards. Obviously, um, the the lad that signed last week, who, who was on trial at um, Watford, Turan. Um, yeah, Dun- um, Keenan Dunward, Turan forward. Who, yeah, like you say, German forward. He was the trialist at the Watford game. Yeah, so um, he, that's an interesting one. Obviously, yeah, not. I think he was at Bristol Rovers for a time. Didn't really get a look in there um, but Cox seemed fairly um, you know fairly happy with the signing he, he said he, he looked quite good so um, yeah it'd be nice to see get him get a few minutes obviously he's not had much of a pre-season if any I think he did say he'd been doing some training um, in Germany with, with a local side but again you know it's not it's not um, he won't be up to speed uh, just yet so I think it's a chance for him to get a few minutes, see what he can do. Obviously, he played the Watford game, so he's had a few minutes under his belt. Um, and, yeah, I think it's just, just a case of trying a few more things. Um, I'd like to see O'Malley uh, get get a start maybe at, at left-back, and just to look at our options, really, because, obviously, Buttroyd was a little, you know, he struggled a little bit at the weekend. Um, so it'd be nice just to see O'Malley. I thought he actually stood out when we did play Lincoln in the friendly. He was he was probably one of our better players. So um, yeah, it'd be nice to see him. Um, and obviously the winger as well that, that we signed. Um, again, he might be he might be one that gets the nod. Um, but I think there will be changes. I think there may be you know three, four, five changes. And I think that's what it's going to be. Uh, even league games, I think we're going to see quite a lot of rotation. We've got a big squad and I'm sure I'll utilise that. Obviously, uh, just thinking about players that missed out as well. Mooney wasn't in the squad at the weekend. Um, so I think we can we can expect to see him at least uh, in the squad. Um, so it'd be a chance for him to show what he the, can uh, do. The other signing, that Miles supporter as well, that we brought in from Yeovil. Yep, that's him, yeah. So, um, yeah, that'd be, <laughs> that'd be another one. that I guess he'll be getting some game time. Um, just kind of ease him into it because obviously he's... Not had much of a pre-season um, at Yeovil, but obviously they finished a lot later than us because I think they were in the playoffs. So, um, yeah, I, th- I think he might be a couple of weeks behind. But, yeah, it'd be, be good to see him get a bit of time as well. I think um, from the clips I've seen on, on YouTube, he looks fairly promising. Um, so, again, more more attacking options, really. And I think if you look at the performance um, against Port Vale, that's one of the things you, you can say, yes, we've got a lot of attacking players. Um, but we didn't we didn't create enough um, to win the game for me, and I think that's that's something we need to look at. Um, but yeah, I think the the main thing is we have got a lot of options there, um, different things we can try, and I'm sure we'll be using this competition to to try out a few different things um, with obviously the game against Newport in mind. And uh, that actually brings us on to just a couple of questions, just to round off with. And you know, we've referred to a number of options. It is a massive squad, and we've had one in from uh, from Ben, and he says, uh, with a large number of players in the squad, um, who's going to leave? Who do you think should leave? Uh, should it be permanent or on loan? Because I think that is certainly something. I think there's going to have to be outgoings, really, isn't there? I don't know if we can sustain the squad with the, se- uh, the sheer numbers that we have at the minute. It's it's huge, um, and we for some reason have 
you know, a load of strikers and quite a few defenders and maybe slightly I said the only the only really the other place we're a bit short on is, is centre midfield, really to be quite honest, and obviously the goalkeeper situation, but I think that you would expect players to be moved on in into if that's you know if that's just like in a loan situation or if they're sold. Um, but I think Cox did say that he was he was still at this point he was still keen to keep everybody together so he could continue to have a look at them, you know, um in training and on the pitch before he decides to move anybody out on loan. But it wouldn't surprise me if you see before the end of the of the um of the transfer window, which I believe is now it ends on the fifth of October, um would expect a few to go out. Um, but obviously it, it provides a risk as well, doesn't it? Because it, it kind of gives teams more time now because it's a later transfer window to look at competitive games, look at players in competitive games and maybe think, you know, we, we still need a couple of players and it gives them more time and it gives us kind of a real situation where they can look at these players, which is obviously, you know, a risk different clubs. It's, it's, it's a risk to us in, 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 in the fact that, you know, you could still lose some of your best players before the transfer window. Um, and you know if they have a good a good couple of weeks in, in the start of the season, teams are going to have a look. Um, so, it, but as it's the same for everybody, of course. You know, it, 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 it makes it easier for us to scout um, players in in competitive games and, and bring somebody else in who we might need. So, it, it's going to be interesting before the end of the transfer window because it it kind of goes so far into the into the season proper, whereas it didn't before. Um, so, we'll have to see how we're going. But you you would expect some players to go out and I, I don't know if we've finished recruitment um, honestly I, I couldn't tell you well that's another question we've had do you think there'll be any more incomings mm-hmm. I know we, we've highlighted left back a lot in this episode yeah well that seems to be the only position at the moment in the team in the squad that we've got no cover and it's just butchered there in his own and of course you know we've got a couple of defenders who can play there but it's not really it's, it's not ideal is it it's not ideal having Badeau playing out at left back um, so we, we can just hope that um, and you know Butchard stays fit and he kind of steps up a little bit because said his performance was a little bit questionable against Paul Vale uh, but really that's our only massive point of weakness again apart from the goalkeeper situation but we know nothing's going to happen there um, so you know in, in terms of players coming in I would say that they may well be looking at left back situation and they also will probably be looking at centre midfield because we're, we're kind of another injury away from being, you know, incredibly threadbare in, in centre mid. So um, yes, players you would expect to go out. And also it would not surprise me if we kind of brought one or two in. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think that's probably right. Um, I think you're looking at key players going out. Um, Issa potentially is one they'll be interested in. He's obviously performing well at the moment. Um, so that's obviously one to look at. Obviously, it'd be a massive shame to lose him. Um, but, you know, if if a League One or a championship club coming for him, then, you know, who knows, he, he may go. Um, and then you're looking at kind of the fringe players. Uh, obviously, Dales is one that... You know, he kind of gets loaned out every season. Hallam. Hallam, Hallam yeah. Um, and even players like Tom Pugh, uh, one of the keepers. Obviously, we've got three keepers. Um, you know, maybe get them some game time somewhere. Um, I think that would be would be likely. But I think we've got the Johnson's Paint of the EFL Trophy. We've got a couple of games in that before the end of the month. So I think we'll see a lot of those players kind of utilised in, in that competition. It gives him, you know, it gives Cox at least a couple of games to have a look at them, kind of run the rule over them before making the decision whether to loan them out. So I think those games are going to be um, key, really, for these players to kind of prove that they are good enough um, to step up and uh, play in the first team when required. Um, and if not, I think I think there'll be two, three, maybe four out on loan before the end of the window, which I think we need to do because it's just not, you know, it's, it's difficult to take training with that many players um, and you know you're going to have a lot of unhappy people if if you're leaving sort of 10 12 13 out of the the match day squad every week so uh, yeah I think there's there's a lot to do um, in terms of kind of balancing that squad up a little bit uh, if if any come in maybe maybe one um, one more um, again yeah left back would would be good um, but we'll see. I think maybe central midfield we're still a little bit light as well. So um, yeah, maybe maybe one more in on loan, perhaps. Um, but I think there'll have to be players out before we get anyone else in. 
let's just have one more to end with because we've had quite an interesting one sent in. Uh, hypothetically, if they're all fit, and obviously we've mentioned we've got quite a lot of defenders here, if all the defenders are fit, what is your best back for? I know it's a little bit tricky because we've not seen Onorise, but I guess he comes in on reputation. Um, I guess to ability, my instinct is that the best back four at the minute is probably Clark, Onorise, Maguire, and then at the minute, Butroy. But as we said, the sort of problems with that in this episode, uh, just off the top of my head, they are the four that I think are probably the strongest. But like I say, we've not really seen, we haven't seen Onorise at all, have we? And uh, obviously we know Clark. Yeah, I think you're probably right. I think you're probably looking at Clark if he's fit. Um, you're probably looking at um, I, I, at the moment. I'd probably say Magai and 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 Badeau because we don't know enough about Onorise. Obviously, he comes with a good reputation, but I've I've never seen him play. Um, and at the minute, it's it's, it's got to be um, Butchard, hasn't it? But you know, it, we we are very light at left back, um, so. That may well change before the end of the transfer window, but at the moment, that's what I'd go with. Um, and, and and will it be enough? Well, we, we don't really know, do we? I mean, uh, you know, I mean, Maguire, but they're, they're both very, very solid. They're still relatively young, but they're pretty solid at this level. There's, there's no doubt about that. They're, they're both relatively okay at playing out from the back. I know Bedeau definitely is, um, and Clark should be fine, but of course, the fitness thing. Don't um, forget Cordner, though, as well. Yeah, and, and Cardner as well. And, and I think because we've only really seen him in one game, haven't we? So we, we need to see more of him as well. So um, it, it's difficult to speculate, but I would say that what, with, at the minute going with what we know, um, I'd say Badeau and, um, and and Magai and obviously Clark when he's fit. And, and at the minute, it's got to be Butchard, hasn't it? Um, that's what that's what I'd say. Um, but I, yeah, that will change as we see uh, more more of Cardner. If we see an Arise in the next few weeks as well, we'll be able to make a uh, you know a more informed decision on that. And, and if we ever see Clark this season, I suppose <laughs> there's that as well. So, um, but of course, then you've got Jairo, who, who's not bad. Mm-hmm. He's very solid, and he's still a young lad as well. Um, so, the, the, you know, we, we've got an abundance of kind of unanswered questions with the bat really and, and the only real way to find out is is by seeing them in action and I think actually we'll just end on a, a quote a comment that we've had sent in actually because it, this is quite a nice one to to end with it's from Jonathan Rains and he said the team's looking good it's got real potential it seems like everybody's fighting for their place it's a good young squad loving the positivity from Coxie about time we had someone with as much passion as him and I think that's probably sort of everything that we've been saying in this one you know it's 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 very encouraging and yeah I think disappointing to lose in the way we did but there's a lot of promise going forward and what we're going to do I think uh, we're going to hopefully do a midweek one Uh, we'll have a little look at the Lincoln game but also it'll be a bit of a prediction one that now we've sort of had a look at the friendlies and probably got an idea of who the the squad is you know obviously there'll be some more coming in potentially as we've as we've said Uh, but you know, we'll look at the Lincoln game. We'll predict where we think we're going to finish. I think Neil's going to join us for that one, so hopefully you'll enjoy that. Thank you very much for listening to this one. Check out those little tiny mini episodes on Patreon if you subscribe there. If you've not listened to our stats episode, that's out for everybody. It's on all the normal channels. And, uh, you know, uh, give Andy some support as well. He's, he does a great job with Iron Stats. Thank you for listening to this, and we'll see you midweek and then next week for the first league game of the season. 